All right, Punk Rock Classrooms crew, we have a Punk Rock Rewind. We are two weeks away from the kickstart for season four of the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, and we're going to throw it back to an episode, a long episode, with one of our pals, Danny Papa, who was in the band Element 101 and is now an educator. Just like so many punks out there, we found our way into education. Uh, We really uh, dug this interview, and we wanted to bring it back because Danny recently wrote a blog for the website. So go check out the website punkrockclassrooms.com and check out Danny's blog. And without further ado, here is the episode. Good morning, good afternoon, happy commute time, or maybe you're sitting in your bedroom teaching from home. Uh, I am Mike, principal extraordinaire from Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh Buckley, a social studies teacher from Mesa, Arizona. And we are excited you're here for the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, where we're talking about bringing passion, unity, and a little DIY to what we do every day in school. Yeah, it's, you know, you don't have to be, uh, have a punk rock background, Mohawk hair with crazy glue, beat up Converse or Doc Martens. Punk rock classrooms is all about a mentality, bringing passion, unity, and DIY to our schools and classrooms to make a difference for our, our kids. And Josh, today's a very special recording. It, it is. I, this is the first time you and I have sat down with a guest, and then it's a pretty rad guest. I'm excited for our, our guest today. Uh, we've got we've got Danny. Danny, how do I say your last name? I don't want to say it wrong, so I want to. Is it Papa or or Papa? Like Papa. Papa, yeah. all right. Nice. We've got we've got Danny Danny Papa on the show. Uh, Danny uh, is was in a band, Element One Hundred One. That if you were in sort of that tooth and nail punk rock scene, you know <laughs> Element One Hundred One. Uh, you sang along to the poppy goodness. I read a review once that said it was like uh, punk rock Elvis Costello with uh, <laughs> with Belinda Carlisle singing. So like I'm I'm on board for that sort of that nice. sort of thought process on it. So I, you know, we were super excited to have you here, Danny, and, and talk to you about punk rock and education and all of that. But what I'd like to do, I'd like to have you just start telling us a little bit about, about yourself, um, you know, what you do in education, where you're at, all that good stuff. Um, and uh, you know what, and, and how did you get from punk rock to school? How did, how did that work <laughs> for you? Right. Uh, that's awesome. Well, first and foremost, thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm, I'm honored to be here. I absolutely love the podcast. Um, uh, avid listener. Uh, and I'm just I'm pumped to be here. So, uh, so thank you for, for having me. Um, it's, it's an honor. I uh, love what you guys do. So um, well, thank, awesome. you. Thanks, thank you. Thanks, yeah. man. Absolutely. So um, yeah, I, I started out, uh, I'm going into my 13th year in education, uh, started out um, I taught four years in the middle school, um, one year, sixth grade, three years, eighth grade, and then transferred to the high school, uh, taught there for three years. And then um, I transitioned into administration as a, a social studies, well, actually a supervisor, K-12 um, supervisor of social studies, art, and technology education. Um, so it, 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 that's an interesting question that you ask because... <laughs> When my students would find out that I was in a band and they would Google and they would find pictures of me in the band <laughs> videos, that was their question. How did you go from being in a band to becoming a teacher? <laughs> um, and the, the other great misconception of kids is 
you must have made a lot of money. Right, right, right. right. They think band, a band member and you're just a millionaire, right? Yeah, yeah we, we pretty much made nothing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would say that, uh, you know, um, we, we spent, in Element 101, we spent a number of years, probably a good three years in a row, um, pretty much nonstop touring and playing shows all around the country. Um, and then what was, so one of, uh, one of the bands that we became best buds with was Further Seems Forever. And um, nice. what happened was when, uh, when, when Element, our singer Chrissy was dating um, the singer of Further Seems Forever, Jason at the time. So not only were we close friends, but we, you know, we also had that, that type of bond with, with the singers, um, you know, inseparable. Yeah. Uh, so what, what happened was um, when, when Element broke up, um, the, the dudes from Further were on, they were uh, on a national tour opening for Newfound Glory. And they, like two weeks after we broke up, they showed up literally at my, my front doorstep and they're like, you're coming on the road with us. <laughs> and uh, so I ended up going on the road with them for about a year. Um, and that was nonstop. We, we literally yeah. circled the country three and a half times in one year. Wow. In, in, I think it was like 10 months we, we circled the country three and a half And that was, was that like 2000, I want to say 2004, five, somewhere in there? Yeah, that was, um, so I jumped in the van with them in November of 2003. Three, and okay. out of the van. In, <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, that was 02. And I got okay. out of the van in August of 03. Okay. okay. And, then I, and then I literally like went from the van to, to college to become a teacher. So. <laughs> Um, I, I think part of it was, um, you know, I loved being on the road. I loved being with the guys. It was, it was amazing. But I also felt that at some point, I, you know, I needed to pursue a career. And I found myself actually bringing like history books on the road <laughs> and, and, and reading history books. And what's a really interesting story is in, in the grad program I did, we had to write um, just a, something about some figurative type writing about you know, think about a time when you were looking out of a window when you were thinking about your future. So what I wrote about was uh, the window that I wrote about was um, looking outside of a tour van window <laughs> and, and thinking about going into teaching. And, um, you know, I just I just always had um, just a passion for kids and a passion for making a difference and being an inspiration and, and teaching was just a natural fit. Um, and I loved history. So, uh, you know, I just figured I'm just going to jump in, in into that and um yeah, so that's pretty much how I got it. Got into teaching, just taking history books on the road, and that's and awesome. And, yeah, <laughs> that is. That's a cool story. That's. I yeah. mean, you, you and I have that same trajectory of like, you know, um, that that punk kid who was like, yeah, no politics and history. That's that's where it is. And yeah. I I wonder um, that idea of like you said, like having an impact on kids. Do you think that's because of? you know, being in the scene that you were in that sort of tooth and nail, sometimes youth groupy scene, right? You're playing youth group shows. I played youth group shows. Like I, we played with squad five Oh, and we played nice. with, you know, uh, Frito boat and like all of these, you know, the Huntington's and stuff like that. Yeah. When you're in that sort of youth group scene, you are oftentimes older than a lot of the, than, than kids at the show, especially, sure. you know, when you're out of, you know, when you're out of high school and in that, in that band environment. Yeah. And so do you, do you think that is that translation for you? Like being on stage with kids at shows is, did yeah. it, does that seem a lot like being on stage of the classroom with kids? Absolutely. Um, I, I think in when I was interviewing for teaching, I actually would reference that because I had on my resume that I played in a band and, and you know, that I um, was, <laughs> I literally was in 48 of the 50, 50 States. The two I haven't been in are Alaska and Hawaii. And, um, you know, I thought that would be something that would stand out, you know, to an administrator or yeah. teaching jobs. And I remember saying that, you know, um, you know, being being on the, on the stage and playing for kids is very similar to being in the classroom. And uh, 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I totally see that connection. Um, in thinking about coming on today, I, you know, I was thinking back over, over my career and I remember my, my second year of teaching, there were some controversial things going on and there was a lot of, you know, there were teachers who were really disgruntled about some of the decisions that were being made. And I just remember just, just thinking back to like the punk and hardcore shows that I grew up going to. And like, I always felt as a, as a kid, like when I was in high school, that one of the impressions that the scene made on me was the, the, the older guys in the bands. It was always like, this is for the kids, right? Right. That and, Bane and mentality, remember, right? <laughs> yep. And, and, and I remember just in my second year of teaching saying like, you know what? Everyone's disgruntled. You know, what? this is for the kids. And, and just like <laughs> my focus is going to be on the kids um, and, and just being an inspiration to them. And, and I feel like that's, you know, that's really been the focus of, of really my entire educational career is, is, is students and empowering them, inspiring them to do great things. And um, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, the way I think of it, like, for me being a principal, if I saw that on a resume, like, hey, I was in a touring band, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'd be like, this would go in my art. We need to look further <laughs> into this applicant. Because I think I've talked to, since, you know, a couple of years ago when I started, like, bring in and write blogging about punk rock and education, you know, and that's how I met both of you guys. I think you guys came across my blogs. You know, Absolutely. I met Josh at the mastery chat. Cause I remember Danny, you reached out to me and there was a lot of a handful of other people that were like, you know, I've kind of hid that part of my past because when you look at like, you know, punk rock or like metal or any type of aggressive music, it's kind of got people who weren't in those scenes don't see all like the really pro benefits there were to it. So I, I just think that's awesome that you like embrace that and we're like, look, this is who I am. This is what I've done. Like, yeah. and I mean, you're being honest yourself and you said it's so true that being up on the stage, because I remember being a kid, I, I was never in a band. I was never uh, as, as talented as you guys. But uh, I remember just, I would go home with my CDs or if it was a cassette tape and just study the lyrics of these songs yeah and like what they were trying to say the message you know and you know go and see a band live i like spoke to you like yeah there, there's shows and records and songs that i mean changed my life and made me who i am and like you said it's the same thing teaching's the same way it's not about it's it's about like i i'll share my mission it's about um you know empowering these kids to want to go change the world so whether you do that through a band does it through music you do it through your classroom through a school i mean Awesome. And what's more punk rock than that, right? What's what's more punk rock right. than upending the system and changing the world, right? Like right. that that idea, like you know, three chords and being loud enough, you can you can change something, right? Like you think yeah. of like what the Clash was doing and what you know bands who had a message and who were who were kind of doing those things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious, I'm curious, Danny. You Danny, you find yourself in sort of a district position now, right? Mm -hmm. You go from and I talk to my students about this. Like, look, guys, I understand. I went from fighting the man to being the man, right? Like as a teacher, I'm, I'm the man now, right? Like I, I represent authority. How does that, how do you like, what does that look like now when you find yourself in a district position, right? Not even a, not even a school-based leadership position, but now you're like, you represent the district, right? Like how, how do you see sort of your punk rock youth and your punk rock sort of that, that mentality, how does that influence the way you lead in a district setting? It's, it's sort of like, you're the man now, like, what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, my, my, the reason I, I went into administration was because, um, I wanted to support teachers because I knew in supporting teachers, it would, it, it would, in supporting teachers, I could do everything I could to do what's best for kids. Right. Um, you know, so for example, um, my background is social studies. 
but I supervise technology education, which is everything from like woodshop to architecture, CAD, robotics. That's not my background at all. Um, it was a department that, that actually needed a lot of work and, and I saw an opportunity and I saw that there were kids that were super passionate about those content areas um, and they just really needed a champion to come in and, and, and just you know, find some more funding for them. Um, you know, hire some, some, you know, some, some new teachers that we're going to bring in, you know, just new energy and, and new vision. And, um, and, and, you know, that I would say, you know, that's what, that's what fuels me every single day is just going in and, and, and saying, I'm in a position where I can make decisions that are going to really impact a broader scope of kids, not just the classroom, but now a district, um, district wide, you know, our, our district's about 3000 students, um, you know, K to 12. So, um, you know, and I, I would say another thing too is, you know, I really believe that that leaders, you know, lead by by their actions, not necessarily so much by their words. And, you know, uh, as a teacher and, and also in, in leadership, um, I, I, I look for the outcast kid. I look for the kid who's sitting by himself. I look for yeah. the kid who, who isn't, um, you know, necessarily recognized maybe by, by other friends. And I, and I go and befriend them um, because, uh, you know, again, I, I think that's just really what comes out from from the from our, the scene we grew up in. Right. I yeah. mean, we were yeah. all, we're all outcast in one way or another, you know, and um, we all need a place. We all, we all found a place to belong in a scene. We all yeah. found a place to belong in, in, in going to shows and, and, you know, the, the, the bands that we would, you know, follow and, and be in and so on. And um, I want to do the same for, you know, for kids. Um, I would say that, you know, something that's really been, had a huge impression on me when I was growing up was seeing guys that I idolized like Milo from the descendants um, Dan Yemen from uh, uh, Lifetime Kid Dynamite, who, yeah. who went all the way to getting their doctorate degrees and yeah. like teaching in college. I thought that was the coolest thing. Right? I was, that's what I want to do. I want to be like those. <laughs> yeah. I, I always wanna... remember. I always remember like the singer from Bad Religion is like an English professor. Right. And I was like, how yeah. cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. I, I think um, Dexter from Offspring isn't he a college professor as well? I believe. Oh, I think I did. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that's, yeah. that's the, that's kind of the really, I mean, that's that interesting thing about, about it. I'm, I'm reading a, a, a biography right now um, about a, a, a kid who grew up in the punk rock scene, but found like another love in literature and talking mm -hmm. about how, how those two things, like, how do you, how do you put those two things together? Because, you know, I, I think when you're, when you're young and you think about punk rock being this sort of like, no, man, no, you don't care about anything anarchy. And, you know, but, but I think for me, what I, what I found in punk rock was this sort of like, no, like if you're passionate about something, pursue it. And so for me, it was, it was politics and, and history. And yeah. so I was like, no, that's freaking great. Like, that's what I, that's what I want to do. And I want to go and, you know, it used to be playing songs to, to, at shows. And now it's talking about, you know, um, the circular flow model and, and economics right. classes, right? Like those are, those are what I go through. And so I, I want to ask you, Danny, as being, as being a guy who is in the van and, and on tour and, you know, touring with, with Element 101 and then being, you know, um, with, with um, being in the van with Further Seems Forever, what lessons from the tour do you see influencing or kind of, you know, um, impacting the way that you're an educator? What did you learn from the road that helps you do that job? I would say there's probably probably three things. Number one is is without a doubt the value of hard work. Um, I would say being in a band and especially on tour, especially when you're a small band <laughs> like we were, um, you know, you're doing everything right. You're yeah. doing the unloading, the loading. You're you're getting in the van. You're driving all night. 
um, just get to the next place because it's maybe an eight, eight to 10 hour drive. Um, you know, so I would say the value of hard work. I mean, we, you know, we, we worked our tails off um, and, it, and it was exhausting. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, you know, the, the, I feel like, you know, we, we accomplished some, we were able to really accomplish some of our dreams. We played with bands that we idolized. I mean, we, you know, growing up and, and we got to record with um, the Descendants, which were our favorite collective favorite band. We recorded two records with Bill and Stefan, which was, you know, so, you know, seeing, you know, putting the hard work in, but then also seeing it pay off and it didn't pay yeah. off monetarily, but it paid off in like fulfillment of dreams, like records coming out in stores and, recording with you know idols and, and, and what's more similar to education right like it's like look yeah. i we're not getting we're not you know pulling in the the big yeah. bucks doing what we're doing but it, it's yeah. that sort of i i totally feel you on that one that idea of like the reward of of doing it and impacting and yeah. that is such a great sort of thing that that's that combination between punk right. rock and and you know or any sort of performance and and being yep. an educator as well absolutely. i'm sorry to interrupt i just like that no, no, no. <laughs> no absolutely no that's great um i would say another thing is is the power of collaboration, right? Because yeah. I mean, when when you're when 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 we were really first touring early on, I mean, we were super young. I was the oldest at the time. I was 22, I think, 21, 22 when we started. Um, our bass player just was like still in high school. So I would say, like, you know, when you're on the road and you're away from home and you're that young, it's you know, um, really everyone being on the same page and having kind of the same mission and same vision. Um, you know, there's obviously the collaboration when it comes to music and and everyone you know, being in the same timing and the same chord live, right? But it's also like everyone being on the same page and collaborating. Um, so I would say that's something I learned uh, on tour. Uh, and then I would also say, you know, I, I was kind of like the band's dad, like the, the, the guy who would take care of like how <laughs> from place A to place B, um, you know, how, who's paying us, all that type of stuff. Yeah. So I would say like, you know, networking um, and just building relationships with people all around the country and, if you think about it, it was super challenging back then, right? We didn't have cell yeah. phones. Social media didn't exist. Um, you know, you had to print out the map quest to your next location, the next <laughs> yeah. show, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, honestly, um, I, I feel like I grew up, uh, I feel like I became a man being on the road, um, you know, for all those years and, and weeks and months of just having to take care of ourselves. Um, you know, so, yeah, I think there, there was so much that came out of it, but I would say hard work, definitely collaboration. And then, you know, the power of networking and, and, and working with all different types of people, all kinds of people from all over the country was, was definitely another, you know, great lesson as well. Let me ask you a question. So you had said you, we went to college after when kind of the element 101 broke up and after the further scenes forever tour. So like when you were younger and you guys were touring and all this and that, did you know, like, hey, college is definitely in my future, just not right now. I'm going to do this part of my life and see where it takes us. Or was it kind of like, you know, there's, there's not a lot of money in, you know, punk rock. There's, there's not a lot of money in education. Or were, did you kind of say like, well, you know, our goal is to, to get to like that offspring and Green Day and bad religion level where, you know, when it was in the heyday blowing up. So just kind of curious, like where you want, what your goals were at the time. In the band? Yeah. Like, did you say, were you like knowing like whenever this kind of runs its course? I'm not saying you ever think like, oh, this band's not going to last forever. Yeah. But did you kind of always know like eventually you would go to college? So I, I definitely did. I did some college beforehand. Um, okay. Yeah. Before the band. But um, I, 
I kind of always felt as we were going through the band, I definitely, as I was thinking of career, I was definitely feeling teaching. And I just knew that in order to do that, I would have to go to college. So, um, so yeah, and, and I was definitely very open to that. And as far as like when, when we were in the, especially in element, I, I don't know what our expectations were, or what our goals were. I think, I think we really just wanted to get to a point where like we could come off tour and have money to pay bills, <laughs> which, you know, cause we would come off tour and we would go work job, like flexible jobs just to, right. make money to get to the next tour. So, um, you know, I, I uh, yeah, I would say, uh, you know, yeah, our goals really then was to, we wanted to be a more sustainable band. And then, you know, there were two really unfortunate things at the end um, that, that kind of prevented that. And we kind of was just like, ah, I think it's time to just, you know, move on and, yeah. you know, and go into other aspects of life. So. Have you been able, cause I think of this, you know, I'm at the elementary level, you know, my whole career, I taught middle school. Uh, I was a assistant principal at a middle school for two years. Now for the past, this is my seventh year at the elementary level. You know, especially the middle school level, you got these kids who, well, I'm going to be pro NBA player. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a rapper. I'm going to be a YouTube star. I'm going to be a TikTok star. And make, they have kind of like those dreams, like, I'm just going to make it quick and do this. Have you ever had like a conversation with one of those kids and say, hey, look, like, let me, let me tell you, like, here's was my story. And it's not like, you have to have a backup plan. I mean, you're like the living proof of that. Like, yeah. You, you got to do what you want to do, but you got to have that backup plan when it's over with. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I, uh, there, there have been times where I've, you know, held up a CD uh, um, to, you know, to, to a class and just said that, you know, this, this right here is, is, it is really a symbol to me of that, you know, dreams can come true. Right. Cause yeah. I remember, I remember when I was in high school and I, I wanted to be in a band, I remember a friend saying to me, Oh, you'll never put out music. You'll never put out a CD, you know? And um, you know, I, I, if anything, you know, I, I definitely hear you. I think it's, you know, definitely want to be realistic with kids and talk about how hard, um, how hard they're going to have to work to pursue that. But um, I also, I also really want them to to believe that anything's possible. And, um, right. you know, I, I, there, there, there's a quote that I heard recently, um, anything is possible and nothing is impossible. And I think uh, one day if I'm, if I'm a principal of a building, I want that quote right when you walk in, I want every kid to really believe that and hear that, you know, um, because, uh, you know, I'll, you know, I'll tell you a quick story and, and by, by no means do I, my, my intention is not to name drop them too old for, for stuff like that. But I, I have to say that, you know, one of the coolest things that came out of my experience in Element was um, a friend of mine said he had a, like a local label here in New Jersey. And he's like, hey, he's like, I got this new band, you know, would Element be willing to take them out, you know, and play some shows and, and so on. And uh, I was like, yeah, sure. So, you know, we played a show in Delaware. We got them on the show. We played a show in uh, somewhere in Pennsylvania. We got them on the show. Um, you know, they came out and it was like the first time they ever left New Jersey to, you know, go play shows outside of Jersey. And they, they you know, they, they played with us and, um, you know, that, that band goes on to become my chemical romance, the biggest band in the world. <laughs> no right? way. And, yeah. And, and, and I say that because, you know, I remember even in teaching, the multiple years that I would see kids walking around with My Chemical Romance, the yeah. multiple walking around yeah. My Chemical Romance t-shirts on. And I just remember them when they were nobodies. And I remember, you know, who they were, um, just the most down to earth dude you'll ever meet. Um, and, you know, I've, you know I, I still have contact with Frank and he is the same kid. <laughs> He's the same <laughs> kid he was then as he is now. And, you know, I, lo- I look at them and th- they were kind of someone who I looked at like, I saw where they came from and I saw where and what they became. I mean, whatever, I don't remember what year that was, but you know, that one year on MTV yeah. for New Year's, they're playing yeah. on top of a skyscraper. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I remember, 
I remember seeing them before we knew who they were. They op- they were the opening band for uh, it was like the Finch and Used were on yeah. tour. Yeah, and we're like, who's this? You know, My Chemical Romance, and they're like, yeah. you know, they look completely. You know, they look the same, but like different because they didn't have the money to get all you know this, their their stuff. <laughs> the, but I remember the goth punk wasn't as high end. As right, it was. right. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember like they they played. Um, you know, the second track off that first record, which you can't find anywhere, is like on Eyeball Records or something, right? Exactly, Eyeball, and, yeah. yeah. And I remember, like, watching these guys, and I'm like, these guys are either they're so underrated and, like, no yeah. one's getting their name out there, or, like, or they're going to blow up. And then, yeah. you know, I, I didn't follow them their whole career. I think, like, after the second or third album, I had kind of, kind of, you know, lost right. interest. But they, yeah, they were on top of the world for a while. And that's, yeah. you know... I agree with you though. We, and I guess when I think back, what I asked my earlier question, I don't, I'm not trying to discourage kids from trying to go out and do those things. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I want my, my own kids to know, like you can do anything, but the conversation um, about the hard work. Right. And that's, that's so crucial because it's not like a snap of the fingers. Hey, I'm going to record myself on TikTok and here I go. I got, you know, 20 million followers. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So Danny, you know, the, um, as you you know, as you go from from punk rock to to educator, and now as a you know as a district sort of leader, um, you know we talk a lot about this idea of like creating a scene, right? Like that idea of that that scene mentality. How do you how do you see yourself? Do you see that in the work you do when you work with people when you're leading people? How do you do you think that punk rock has sort of influenced the way that you you know you mentioned like when I when you when you just mentioned the idea of working you know like taking My Chemical Romance out that really is like you're that that big brother band at that point right and and yeah. that group might you know surpass what you do and it's the same thing we do with students but now that you're in this leadership role and you're you're working with teachers and you're working with leaders across the district do you see yourself as like the elder punk rock statesman now but like in education or what does that look like for you you know yeah um (laughs) and that's like a lot of turns and twists on that and that question but yeah and as you were talking i think one thing i can identify is that i feel like one of my favorite um aspects of leadership is hiring a new teacher, um, especially, a, you know, a teacher that's yeah. maybe in their first or second year, you know, of teaching. And, um, you know, I like, like, just like you guys, you know, state on your podcast, like I, I believe 1000% in relationships and the power of and building and establishing relationships, because obviously that's the cornerstone of trust. Um, you know, so I would say on, on, on one end, I, you know, I love uh, having a new teacher to really help mold and shape um, you know, with, you know, with, with certain mentality that I think is just so crucial and critical for a successful educator. And it's obviously putting students first, um, you know, being passionate, um, being enthusiastic about what you're talking about. Um, you know, I believe that passion is contagious. So when a teacher's passionate, the kids will be passionate, um, you know, and, you know, so, and in, in a leadership role, so I would say that's, that's one amazing opportunity that, you know, that I have is to really help mold and shape new teachers and young teachers. Um, but I would say on another end is, you know, when I go into to evaluate a teacher, the first thing that I look at, um, when I walk in every classroom, I'm very cognizant of the first thing I'm looking at, I look at the students' faces. I want to, their faces are telling me what is going on in that classroom. And I'll tell you right now, when, when that teacher is, is upbeat and passionate, those kids are upbeat and passionate. When the teacher's yeah. smiling, the kids are smiling. I almost feel like the teacher in the room 
um, and, and the, te the teacher and the kids, it's almost like a mirror, right? Like it's a mirror reflection. Um, you know, when, when the teacher's passionate, the kids are passionate. When, when maybe the teacher, you know, isn't so passionate that you, you get that vibe from the kids as well. So, um, you know, so I, I would say that's, that's probably another, um, you know, aspect of, of leadership that I find so fascinating is going to classrooms and just talking to kids and seeing what their thoughts are. Um, and, and I would say one other thing that one aspect of punk rock that I try to really apply is um, amplifying student voices. I want students to be empowered all over the place in our district. I, I want to empower students in kindergarten all the way through seniors um, to, to do big and big and great things. And um, I would say that's definitely something that uh, has been influenced from, from the punk rock scene and uh, for sure. And um, you know, I, I make it a part of all the evaluations to talk to kids. I want to know what they're thinking. I want to know what they're seeing, what they're feeling, what they're learning, yeah. um, and, and where they're at in, in, in the process. So, um, yeah, just staying focused on kids is, is really my, <laughs> what, what fuels me, I would say, even in, in leadership position. That's so true, you know, because I know for, for me being an evaluator, like my staff, you know, I've been with them seven years now. So they know, like, when I come in, one, I mean, I'm in their classrooms all the time anyway. So whether it's an informal form, like it's not, the kids know it too. Um, like even today, you know, we're virtual learning. And I walked into a class that's just like, Oh, Hey, Mr. Inshaw's here. It's like a fourth grade class, you know, and the kids all know me from just being in there all the time. Like it's no big deal. So I know when I first went to the building, same thing, like teacher, like, well, you here, you can sit at my desk. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to sit at your desk. Like I'm going to go sit in this small group of kids here and I'm going to work with them and see what they're doing. Like, and they was kind of throwing them off. Like, well, aren't you watching me? It's like, Oh, you, you want to get in the pit, man. You want right. to get in the like pit. What, it's what, exactly. what your kids are doing and how engaged they are in the, the activity. Is, it's a reflection of what you're doing. I mean, like, I can still hear you with, with what you're doing there and stuff, but I, it's all about the kids. And you keep saying that, Danny. I mean, that's, that's what we need yeah. all the educators to know. You know, it's not, it's not about yeah. us. It's not yeah. about me. You know, and, and you said, too, the, the passion. Josh and I said this multiple times, so I'm just going to briefly repeat it. But we've been to those shows where the band is just on fire and you could tell they are just into it, whether it's the 15th night in a row, they've played this set, but they're so passionate about what they've created. Yeah. The crowd feeds off it. Cause I know we've all been to those shows too, where you could tell the band's just going through the motions mm -hmm. and that show sucks. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just kind of like, I could have sat home and listened to the CD, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. All right. I got punk rock questions. I want to, I want to give us, I want to do some punk rock questions, Danny. We, we talked okay. education. Now I got to do some punk rock fewer questions all right so i want to know what's your what's your what's your best memory from being in the scene as either a you know a kid in the scene or uh being in a band in the scene what's what's your favorite punk rock memory um without a doubt uh i would say like i mentioned before recording two albums with the descendants guys um we we totally hit it off with them um to the point where we we, became, we really established like a really close knit relationship with them. Um, they're Bill and Stefan are the best dudes. I, some of the best dudes I ever met in the scene. Um, and I would say just getting to know them, spending time in their studio, um, hearing all of their stories, um, uh, going in, in the black flag van. That, that was the, like, when we were out there, we didn't have a thing to drive. So Bill's like, here, drive this gray van. It was, it was the black flag van. Like what, you know? <laughs> so, That's cool. Yeah. Um, so I would say that, that that has to be by far my, my favorite memory. Um, you know, I mean, because we grew up listening to them. They were our favorite. Right. Right. We, we, want, we, yeah. we made no bones about it. We wanted to sound like Descendants All with a Girl Singer. That's yeah. what we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so, and uh, yeah, we weren't ashamed to, to, to say that. And, and uh, you know, so I, I would say hanging out with those dudes is the best memory um, that I would have. That's cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. I am, I am incredibly jealous of the black flag van and, yeah. and hanging out with the descendants is, is like, mm, that's pretty rad. That's pretty rad. All right. So so I, you've said descendants and all, is that your favorite punk rock band or what's your, what's your, what's your go-to? It's so hard. Desert um, Island punk rock. You can only yeah. take one album uh, with you or one band with you. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it would have to be Descendants All. All right, all right. I look. That's that's quality stuff, right there. If you could only pick one record of theirs, which record would it be? Ah, <laughs> uh, we going early Descendants, or are we going like yeah, everything sucks? What do we like? I think everything they put out is amazing. Probably like, the cop out. I, I know. I know this is gonna be a cop out. The descendant, the descendant summary um, album, which is kind of like the collection of. Got everything right. It's like that green cover that came out on SST. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I love everything sucks album, but yeah. um, I I would probably go with um, I don't want to grow up probably. Oh, that's a good one. That's such a great such album. A good album. Yeah. Um, okay, so I got I got essential punk rock band essential punk rock memory uh so i gotta know you're look we're all aging punk rockers here uh have you turned into just writing folk music now are you doing anything musically now or what's going on with your with your music life so very interesting uh about a year ago um we actually got element back together oh nice yeah and what's interesting prior to that i didn't actually own a guitar um or i didn't own anything so we um we decided to you know start jamming again together which was which has been amazing um and uh so we actually back in february we recorded um drums for five songs we've been recording guitars and bass and then obviously pandemic hit so that kind of stalled us right um and so chrissy our singer is um a very interesting talking education she's actually studying she's getting her phd at rutgers university here okay uh, in geoscience Oh, awesome. And, um, yeah, she recently applied to be an astronaut, believe it or not. <laughs> That's rad. Yeah. That is cool. So, so she's she's really busy. So, you know, we're hopefully going to put out, you know, a few new Element songs. And then um, I think uh, the the four guys, we're going to um, do something with maybe like a guy singer under a different name as well. So That's rad. Um, That's really cool. Slick yeah, Shoes yeah. is putting out a new album. Element 101 <laughs> should put out a new album. This is, this, yeah. is, this is pretty rad stuff. So yeah, you so, said you got you didn't have a guitar. What? When did you get rid of it? When did that happen? Like, I went through the same thing for a while. I got rid of all of my electric stuff. Like, uh, for me, um, I, had a, I had a kid in college, which was like, okay, I got to sell my stuff so I can buy diapers. But, like, what, like when did you make that decision to kind of put the guitars away? I think it was when I, when I got home uh, off the road with further and uh, I saw college bills and I wasn't like living at my parents' house. So I was paying rent. Yeah. Um, And I'll I'll tell you what, if there's one regret I have in life, I have no idea why I sold. I had a, I had a Gibson Les Paul. um, I had the beautiful Marshall half stack. I sold it all. I can't even think about it. It makes me sick. I I had a, I had a a white Marshall two twelve like uh, Jimi Hendrix reissue amp that I like I sold and I I had a a Marshall half stack that I sold and I was like, Oh, like I got rid of all of that stuff. And that's the stuff that crushes me. And like, I had the 
for a while, I just had this crappy Oscar Schmidt acoustic guitar. That's, that was my guitar after I yeah. got out of punk rock. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I, I don't know how you live without a guitar for a while, dude, but I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I love your uh, telly hanging up there. Oh, th thank you. That's, that's, uh, awesome. that's, that's, that's <laughs> the one when my wife and I got married, I was like, She's like, you better buy a guitar before we have kids. And I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like before the big bill comes with a kid, you yeah. should buy a guitar. So that's the, that's the one I, that's the, my big electric that I bought. Um, that's rad about Element 101. That's really that cool. That is I'm, super I'm, cool. I'm interested to see, are you guys putting it out? Are you guys working on just like releasing it yourself? I mean, that's like the weird thing about what you can do now, right? Like right. Spotify, you can put like, you don't have to have a label anymore. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, What's interesting is, you know, uh, you know, being in education, obviously technology is, is what has transformed education as yeah. we see now with virtual learning and all of that. Right. Um, so, and, and I feel like I've always been somewhat pretty proficient with technology in education, but now with the band, it's like, okay, when, when we were a band, um, YouTube, social media, obviously Spotify, iTunes, yeah. all of that stuff didn't exist. So now it's like, I, I feel like I'm trying to catch up and learn all of that, you know, so... Um, yeah, well, uh, we, our friend, um, we, we have a friend who has, uh, uh, like just an indie label. I think what we're going to, if we put out two songs, maybe we'll just put out like a seven inch, and put it on Spotify, something like yeah. that. Yeah. I'm going to uh, have to order the seven inch. I'm going to have to make it happen. I'm excited. <laughs> no, <laughs> this guy, every, I, every time I see his Instagram, he's got a new seven inch or a cassette tape on there. I'm like, where, where you I, that's the wild thing. I remember recording on a four track to tape and putting a tape out like being in a band and putting a cassette tape yeah. out and then bands are putting out cassette tapes again and it's yeah. so it blows my mind and it's I such know. a it's so weird but it's great i think it's awesome so that that's rad dude so you know i we could talk punk rock and we could talk yeah education forever and, and danny i want to thank you so much for being on the show this was yeah, thank you. this was awesome if you had one piece of punk rock education advice or punk rock education mindset you wanted to share what's the thing that you want to share with people who are listening wow that that's a great question um I, honestly i have to go back to it, it's all about the kids um you know I, I the reason i i believe in amplifying student voice so much is because um it's their education and i i've just always felt to the deep core of my being that kids should have a voice in their education it's theirs it's not ours right like, yeah. like we're the ones delivering it, but it's not our education. It's their education and, and they should have a voice. So I, I have to go back to, um, you know, ju just always being so centered on what is best for kids and, and just trying to make the best possible environment for kids to, to learn in, to grow in, to build relationships and connect with each, with each other. in. Um, I, I, that's just what I have to go back to. It's, it's all about the kids. But it's so true. I mean, I, I think it was Adam Welcome and Todd Nesloni and Kids Deserve It said schools were not built for us to have jobs. Yeah. Schools are here for kids to transform their lives. And I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it, it's, it's frustrating for me when I see educators who kind of let that slip away and think it's about them and what they don't have and what's going on to them. It's like, yeah. Yeah. We, need, we need to get past it and, and focus on let's stop complaining. What can we do to make this better for the kids? I mean, that's a yeah. big struggle right now. And that's not, a, that would be a whole nother two right. hour episode. We would Absolutely. do with, with what's going on right now in the world and virtual right. learning. But like, yeah, if you keep the kids at the forefront to focus, yeah. 
I mean, you can't go wrong. You know, maybe then, maybe we just need more youth crew bands. Instead of singing about the scene, they can sing about at schools, right? Like we can. Right. Let's... <laughs> and and I, one other thing too is I would say is about staying true, like staying true yeah. to who you are, staying true to yourself, those convictions, and especially that passion you have, right? Yeah. Staying true to that. Um, no matter if if someone looks down on you for for it or whatever, you know, whatever. If, if you're passionate about it, believe in it, run with it, and um, you know, just be true to yourself. I think that's a another uh, you know, strong ethic from from the scene that that I'll, I'll always hold on to. That's awesome. Yeah, that's true. Danny, thank you so much for coming on the show. I like we super appreciate it. We're glad, you know, we're happy that our first combined interview got to be with you. This is this is uh, rad. So so thank you. Thanks so for much. making it happen so quick. You yeah, know? yeah. I think it was got, like a couple day turnaround. You're like, I can do this Thursday. Like, All right, let's do yeah, it. <laughs> it's that's super exciting. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you, folks. We want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can follow us on. Wait the, a minute. Yeah. We still got one, oh, we got that's one right. Question. We still got. I a forgot. Question. How could I forget that? This is the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, and we can't end a show without asking, what have you been listening to? So, Danny, what have you been listening to, man? What's, what's been gracing your ears lately? Uh, what the most recent, I'd say, release that I've been listening to is the newest Strike Anywhere. Um, what a great, great, I don't know if it's an EP or album. I think it's like seven or eight songs, but I, haven't, I can't stop listening to that. Um, I've been listening to the that title fight record Hyperview, which is I guess the last one they put out, which is amazing. I can't stop that. Um, the new, the newest As Cities Burn record I love. Mm. Um, and then uh, Beloved, I don't know if you remember that band. They just put out a cover of my favorite all time U two song, um, Like a Song. Got to check it out. It's on I'll Spotify. Just, I'll have okay. to go look at it. I'll have to go look at it. it Mike, is. what have you been? Um, Mike, what have you been listening to? Uh, you said it last week on the episode. You did it for your pick of the week, but that new Be Well record. I, every morning, I'm like, all right, I'm, so gonna put, I'm gonna I'm gonna put something else on, and then I get in the car. I'm like, yeah, I'm not putting anything else on. Like, right? It's the thing is, it's got the aggression, it's got the harmonies and the melodies, and you've got like this is like a super group of all sorts. You know, you got guys from like Darkest Hour and Bane, and, and they're all in their forties, and like the lyrics you know he's as got, a, like as an aging punk they speak right. to me so much <laughs> and, and it's like he's so I, I read an interview today with brian mcturnan the singer and he's like said he's like i've never put more of myself and passion into a project before and if you look at him he's a producer if you look yeah. at the list of things he's produced i mean oh it's, it's insane. amazing and i'm like he's just so honest and pure in it like and i think that's what just draws me to it. it's just you can tell it's genuine, you know, so yeah. it's by far, it's probably going to be my uh, definitely top two records of 2020. I, I, I would agree with you. And, and to save from talking about it again, uh, I would say that. So recently this week, uh, actually literally like two days ago, or I, I, whenever this comes out a couple days ago, um, the singer from Power Trip passed away. And so Power Trip is like a thrash metal band. And so it's thrash metal Thursday. I'm wearing my drain t-shirt today. So I, I listened to some Power Trip this, uh, today and yesterday after I, after I saw that he passed away and, and got my thrash metal on. Uh, I sent, you know, uh, Mike a video earlier today. I was listening to some friends of mine who put out an album called, uh, at, under the name earth prison probably four or five years ago some 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 straight up metal i've been i was like okay now i listen to thrash metal let's get into it. i even listened to zayo yesterday i like nice. i was nice. like i'm feeling metalcore let's listen to liberate tex and ferris nice. let's, let's do that and, hey, just and so you know that's being re-released on vinyl in the next month or two well there now nice. i'm gonna have to, now I'm gonna have to order it. it'll, it'll <laughs> yeah. be on instagram two days after as it comes well out as, uh, 
uh, Blood and Fire. Both the, that's both Blood and Fire is my favorite. That that's my favorite. That's my favorite Zayo album. Uh, that's such it's such a good album. But that I've been in a like that Be Well album is number one. But today I, I listened to I was listening to some uh, some thrash and I, I listened to some Power Trip and some you know some. Uh, earth prison today so good stuff. i'll try to listen to something else by next week i'll <laughs> hey, try who knows it's gonna it's tough it's tough uh again danny thank you so much danny where can the folks find you on the uh on the interwebs or if on the instagram or the or the twitters yeah so on uh twitter it's just at uh, dpapa 77 all right uh, yeah so they can they can find danny you can find danny there on on twitter um dude thank you so much you know that when anything element one and one, we're going to push it. We're going to share it. It's going to be, oh, yeah. it's going to be a pick of the week when it comes out. We're, we're excited. Oh, really? That's oh, awesome. Um, uh, so everybody, thanks for tuning in. Remember you can find the show notes, past shows, all that good stuff on the website and blogs, all that at punkrockclassrooms.com. Um, uh, but everybody, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you at the show. At the show.